Hello and welcome to my folklore blog. I'm Icy Sedgwick and this is my very first attempt at an audio version of my folklore posts because people said that they could often spare the time to listen but not necessarily to read. So what we're going to do, I'm going to do an audio version of this post but if you prefer reading or you like the pictures, feel free to read the post that is below. So really, we're going to look at the Hand of Glory this week. And it's a weird artefact because while it appears in the folktales of Northern England, and you can even find some in museums around the country, they did actually exist. So the Hand of Glory is a real thing. What we're going to look at is how true might the stories have been about how potent they were. So, what is a hand of glory? If you want to make one, you take the hand of a man who'd been hanged, you dry it and you pickle it. In some stories, the hand is actually just a candle holder and the candle would then be made from the fat of a dead man and his hair was used as the wick. Alternatively, you could use the fingers themselves as wicks, so you'd end up with essentially five candles. And no, you don't see them make those on Blue Peter. So once you've made one, and let's be honest, there's only certain reasons why you would make one, they were generally used by thieves because, and this again the details vary between stories, but most commonly a hand of glory would ensure that everyone in the house stayed asleep during a robbery. So you could let yourself in and help yourself to whatever you fancied without worrying that you're going to get disturbed. So I guess if you're a conscientious robber who didn't want to hurt anyone, that would probably be the way to go. Alternatively, some people think that the Hand of Glory made its owner invisible so they could just wander about and do their thing. Other people thought that it gave people the power to actually open any locks. The use of the fingers as candles is really important because each finger represented a person inside the house and they couldn't actually wake up until their flame went out. Quite what you would do if you had more than five people in a house, I'm not quite sure, but this is folklore for you. And so let's, let's have a look at how you might actually wake one. First thing that you start off with, you need to find a murderer on the gallows and then you need to take off the right hand from the corpse. Some people actually think it was the left hand because it was sinister and therefore more powerful, but either way you need one of the hands. It's also best to do it at the, at the dead of night because I'd imagine someone during the day might notice and during a lunar eclipse is even better if you can wait that long. Once you've removed the hand, you need to drain it of any blood and position its fingers. And you need to do that before you pickle it because otherwise it loses all its pliability. Then you need to wrap the hand in a cloth and you pickle it in a, in a solution of saltpetre, long pepper and salt and you do that for a fortnight. Once you've done it for the two, weeks you um, take it out and leave it to dry for a few months if you want to turn the fingers into candles this is the point when you dip them into wax and add wicks however it's so obviously you know let's say you've made your yeah, hand of glory you could actually protect your house from anybody trying to use one against you this is not a particularly fun one but you'd need to make up a concoction of quote the gall of a black cat the fat of a white hen and the blood of a screech owl end quote you'd take this ointment and you'd smear it on your doorstep and your window ledges and that would apparently stop anyone coming in with a hand of glory Alternatively, if you were still awake when someone with a hand of glory came in, you could try and extinguish the candle with sterilised milk and that would neutralise its abilities to do anything. There is one story that Sabine Baring Gould retold, and this is about an inn in my home county, Northumberland, and they took in a beggar one evening, quite late on. Obviously he was soaked with rain, chilled to the bone, and wanted lodgings for the night. The, the inn didn't actually have any spare bed, but they said if you want to lie on the mat in front of the kitchen fire, you're more than welcome. So everyone went to bed as normal, apart from one servant who stayed up a little bit late. No, no real 
reason to know why, but probably finishing off some chores or something. She was actually quite shocked to then notice that the beggar had taken a withered human hand out of his bag, as you do. And then when he lit the fingers, she realised what it was that he had. The beggar was, was too engrossed in actually thieving things that he hadn't noticed that one of the fingers wasn't lit because obviously she was still awake. And she tried to wake everybody up, but they couldn't wake up because of the fact they were enchanted. So then she tried to put the hand out while the beggar was going around dumping things into a sack. She tried blowing on the flames. She tried pouring beer on them. And eventually she threw milk over the hand and that extinguished the flames. She actually managed to lock the beggar in the room he was in the middle of Robin and roused the household. So at least in this particular regard, that particular beggar, robber, whoever, didn't get away with it. There are also other stories in Yorkshire as well. So you never know if they're just a retelling of the same story or if these things actually work. Who knows? Well, the hands do definitely exist. Whether they work or not, obviously, is open to debate. You find most stories in the north of England, and quite a common accusation during the 16th and 17th century witch hunts was that people were actually making hands of glory. So it was one way to sort of point the finger, quite literally. One of these hands was actually found in the wall of a cottage in Whitby, and it got donated to the Whitby Museum in 1935. Some experts think it may have been used as late as 1820. Now, I've got a tiny bit of a problem with that, because obviously there is a trend for people to put, like, weird stuff in walls, under floors, in chimneys and so on to protect the house, much like witch bottles. So there's no real way of knowing whether it was actually a protective talisman or actually a hand of glory. Who knows? And in some of the research that I actually came across, researchers described the hand of glory as being a mistranslation. And when you find the word mandragora or mandragrut in French, it ended up getting mistranslated or it became um, man de gloire or hand of glory so obviously it's basically just a mistranslation and while that's an interesting point at the same time because there are physical hands of glory it does seem like at least one person tried to make one quite how the recipe evolved or why anyone thought it would be something to make in the first place i've absolutely no idea it's possible that many people didn't actually believe that they worked but at the same time people did believe in the power of human remains and the remains of criminals were particularly powerful some people think that their life of crime added potency to the hands and i mean you do hear tales of people sort of dipping their hankies in blood at the gallows or taking body parts off the, the criminals to try and cure medical ailments so you never know it is possible someone thought that the hands actually worked but the tales on record all bear the hallmarks of urban legends so the teller was told the story by someone else who'd heard it from someone else again there's very rarely any actual witnesses and any personal testimony in any of the stories so while the hands do physically exist there's actually little evidence to support the ways in which they were used and unless you actually fancy making one yourself there's no way to prove whether they work or not so i do think they're quite fascinating but i'm not entirely sold on the idea that they do work so that was the hand of glory i hope you found that useful and that you possibly learned something that you didn't know before and i hope you enjoyed this new audio format if you did, let me know and I'll keep doing them. But otherwise, have an absolutely spiftastic week, an amazing weekend, and I'll speak to you all next week. Cheerio!